Thank you for joining me this week in Fuel for the Fire, the podcast to help the fires of faith in your life to flare to new purpose and fruitfulness. This is Tom Mullahan. I'm glad you could join me today. Uh, I uh, This week, I'm really just kind of looking at and focusing on how the faith of, the faith of others can fan the flames of faith in your own life. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 12, it's a powerful passage there. It uh, it talks about how we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. But before I mention that, let me just say that the chapter prior to that, which is kind of a, 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 a list of people of faith throughout the scriptures, that you and I, when we consider how we grow and how we're challenged in faith and, and, uh, and sometimes the, uh, the, the, we, we find ourselves struggling with, with the sense of loneliness or isolation that uh, faithfulness in our own lives can bring to bring us to uh, the idea for example that I'm the only one who cares I'm the only one who wants to do the right thing I'm the only one who wants to stand up for uh, what is true and so forth how actually uh, there are throughout history and uh, and throughout the scriptures people that uh, were faithful to God and uh, were uh, obedient to his word and trusting in his promises that uh, would have felt just like and did feel just like we do at times. Um, in Hebrews chapter 11, it uh, gives us a list of people who, against all odds, against the pressures of the world and against sometimes their own uh, common sense, uh, trusted God and uh, followed God and experienced God's faithfulness and goodness um, and believed in, in spite of whatever the world may hurl at them, believed in a final great reward of, e, of eternal fellowship with him in heaven. It tells us about Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Moses and Rahab and Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah of David, King David, Samuel and the other prophets and, and many others. It refers to many others who, who struggled um, with uh, the situations of life and challenges, persecutions, and so forth, uh, and and yet we're faithful, uh, trusting that there were greater blessings in store for them than anything in this world. Blessings reserved for them uh, in the in the promises of God, and um, and they and they held fit themselves uh, to a path of trusting that God knew what He was doing, that God is in charge, and that God would keep all His promises. Uh, to his people, not just then, but to us today as we trust in him too. And uh, I think that uh, of the things that can fuel the uh, fires of our own faith, so to speak, that uh, one of the things that very, that very powerfully can encourage us is, is simply knowing that we're not the first people to have to kind of try out what it means to live a life of faith. There are people who've gone before us, and there are people Yes, there are people who have started out on the journey. Uh, Jesus talks about people like that in the parable of the sowers and the and or if you will the another title for that same passage is parable of the soils. Uh, that that uh, that that there are people who have started out on the journey of trusting God and His promises, and and for whatever reason, temptations or pressures of being very shallow, of being distracted, and so forth. There are people who have started out. On the journey of trusting God and yet have departed. They've given up. They've wandered away. They've forsaken 
uh, a life of faithfulness to God because they've been distracted or pulled away because of what makes sense to them from a worldly wisdom point of view. And, uh, and trusting God uh, will not be very um, attractive to people in the world because it, it tends to go against the flow of what the world would uh, pressure us to do, trusting uh, in what we can do, trusting in our own strength, pursuing the, the rewards of money and, and, and the popularity, fame, acceptance, and so forth from people in the world, while forsaking uh, God's approval, forsaking uh, God, and, and having that eternal mindset that uh, God calls us to. Uh, so we, uh, we, at times when we're finding ourselves seemingly alone in our journey and struggling with why persevere if no one else will, we often have this sense that, um, that, uh, that we're the only ones doing it and, and, uh, and, and we can be lured into the lie that our efforts are pointless or, or are in vain. And that it's so much easier just kind to kind of just go with the flow with the rest of the world. Um, but it helps us to know, or it helps us to have the realization that, that there have been others who have journeyed in the same path that you and I have. People who have had the same challenges. People who have had the same problems. People who have had similar rejections people who have experienced persecutions in ways that perhaps we have, and, and in, in many cases, perhaps far more severe or serious than anything we've personally encountered. Uh, but uh, others have gone before us, and they've pioneered these paths of faith um, so that we too may arrive at the place in heaven of, of great reward and and have in this place, in this life, where we are right now in this moment, the strength and the hope and the encouragement to remain faithful. Um, many years ago, I was in the Middle East and uh, I was with a friend and we encountered a, um, a jackal den in the desert. And uh, we looked into it and there were camel bones, gnawed camel bones that were just at the, the front. And he was a little more experienced with this sort of thing than I was. but. Um, He's, he kind of threw a little stone towards the entrance there, and there was no noise or anything like that. And he said, well, nobody's home. He said, let's go in. And it's this narrow tunnel, and, and he gets down on his hands and his knees, and he begins to crawl through the tunnel opening and disappears into the darkness. And at first I thought, well, I'm not going to do that. But then I thought, I don't know if I'll ever be in a situation like this again. It would be kind of interesting and exciting to to experience this. So. Um, I get down on my hands and knees and I begin to crawl into that opening and I crawled into the darkness and he had had some time to get well ahead of me so I was kind of alone in that moment and that little tunnel uh, closed in around me and I was crawling forward trying hoping I could catch up with him but it was utterly dark I couldn't even hear him ahead of me and in some places it got so tight that I really was on my on my belly just trying to wiggle through and uh, all the time that I was doing that, I kept thinking about uh, scorpions and snakes and things and, and, and uh, things that I could not see uh, being there waiting for me. And I began to panic. I felt I could emotionally, uh, psychologically just feel all that stone above me and the darkness before me. And I, I, and I thought, oh, I got to get out of here. I got to get back. But of course, I'd gone quite a ways at this point. And, uh, but then I just thought for a moment and I thought about how 
my friend, his name was John, how John had, um, uh, he was a Dutchman actually, uh, John Pax. He uh, had gone ahead and uh, he disappeared and he was safe, or at least if there, uh, this brought me some strange amounts of encouragement, but uh, if there had been any scorpions or snakes or anything like that in the darkness, then he would have surely encountered them. And I would already know about those things. Uh, but uh, as nothing like that had happened, um, he must have gotten through safely. And uh, sure enough, I, as I calmed down and, and got over my panic mo- mode there, uh, I pressed forward. And eventually, after a few turns and, and working through that tunnel, I come out into light. And it's daylight. Apparently, there were two openings to this little tunnel, uh, for which I'm very grateful and was grateful at that time. But it reminded me so much of this passage in Hebrews chapter 12. Let me read it to you. It says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay also aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, verse 2, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And so I thought about uh, when I when I uh, conquered that fear and got through that tunnel and so forth, and thought about how my friend John, having gone through that tunnel, gone through that passage, gone through the darkness and the potential dangers and so forth, and had made it to the other side, it reminded me of the cloud of witnesses that chapter one or chapter twelve, verse one of Hebrews tells us about, and of course the. Those witnesses are the people I mentioned before, Abel and Moses and David and Samuel and, uh, and Abraham and so forth. And, uh, and, 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 I, and I felt encouraged because I realized that, you know, whatever challenges I may have in this life, whatever moments of darkness, whatever tight place I may find myself in, whatever uh, particular afflictions that I may be going through that emotionally or spiritually uh, you know, accost me like a, like a proverbial scorpion or snake, that, that there have been people who have pressed through and they, they have endured and they've gotten through. Sure, there have been a lot of people over time and in, even in my experience, acquaintances who started the journey and panicked and they got out. You know, they, they gave up and they forfeited the opportunity to come out into the other, to come out through to the other side and experience the victory that awaits those who hang in there and trust God. So this is why I think the the Bible, God was so intentional in the Bible to record for us this truth, not just the fact, not just the story of these individuals, but to remind us as it points to the story of these individuals that yes, they have gone through, they have made it to the other side, uh, but we also, like them, will face our challenges and our moments of feeling like, hey, I'm in a tight place. I feel like uh, jumping ship, abandoning ship, uh, getting out of here, turning back, that kind of thing. But, but if I do, I'll, I'll forsake the, the reward uh, of coming out into that place of experiencing God, his victory in my life. If, if I bail, if I panic, if I go back and so forth and so on. So the Bible, in, in, in encouraging us to hang in there, because the Bible is largely um, 
recorded for the benefit not just of giving us the instruction that we need for the thou's, thou shalts, and thou shalt nots, but more than that, to bring us into a right relationship with God, to to frame for us to the the challenges and also the encouragements that are in place for God to get us us to get us through to the other side safely. And uh, we can't say that God hasn't um, made a path for us. Jesus said himself that in, in, in John 16, 4, that he is the way. That God, in loving us, has given us the way to know him. That is the forgiveness of, of God through Jesus Christ, his sacrifice on the cross, and his resurrection, that new life he promises us for those who places, place their faith in him. God has made a way for us to experience his forgiveness and to have relationship with him. But that relationship for it to mean anything, to, for it to go anywhere, it brings us into it while we're on this earth and in this life, into a dependency upon him. A realization that this life isn't accidental and it's not incidental. That the details of our lives are orchestrated by God to bring us into a right relationship with him. And to then refine in us a faith that is beautiful to God. That, that is also inspiring to others. Because we join the list of, of the great cloud of witnesses if we hang in there, if we persevere. So in this way, uh, God has made a provision for you and for me to have a source of fuel for the fire of our faith. Um, now, again, ultimately, we find the fuel for us, and I talked about this a great deal in the last episode, that, that the greatest source of our fuel is Jesus himself. The Jesus who is the incarnate expression of God, God in the flesh, and as, uh, as Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 tells us, to as we look to him, uh, we find in him someone who um, who endured hardship as we do in every way except without sin and because he did is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God we look to Jesus the one who made it possible the one who is the way who is the truth and the life um, who is the beginning and the end we look to him uh, he is the crowning example of, of a pioneer of faith so to speak in addition to all the ones he mentions in Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, we start there, but then he, these, these mechanisms that God has given to us to be encouraged and to be strengthened in our own faith. For example, uh, one way that you can strengthen or be strengthened in your relationship with God, that you can be strengthened in your pursuit of God, if you're in your walk with God, and to help encourage you to be faithful to the path that God has called you to so that you get through to the other side, is simply this, to read the biblical accounts of the faithful in the Bible, to see how much like us they really are, to see how they overcame problems, how sometimes they made mistakes, how sometimes they doubted, how sometimes they did something wrong, and yet in, in <clears throat> experienced in God's grace his forgiveness that enabled them to, to start over and to be forgiven and to, and to be renewed in their fellowship with him. We read the Bible's accounts of the faithful so that we know that, that, that we are not alone and that there is a path forward for us. We see how they struggled. We know in our struggle that we too, if we like them, will look to to God, that we will have the strength and the resources spiritually, emotionally, and physically to press on. And so, so we read the Bible's accounts of the faithful in the Bible. And the second thing that we can do is to 
Uh, learn the stories of men and women throughout history, martyrs and leaders of faith that have been used by God to make the kingdom. I mean, reading the, bibl- the biblical heroes, of course, you know, but, but also reading about those who've given their lives, who have uh, followed God and, and uh, in our more modern times have experienced the faithfulness of God just as surely as the people in the Bible did. Uh, we think of, of the Eliots and, and, you know, and um, uh, those who, uh, who, who lost their lives or gave their lives uh, when, um, uh, in, in South America many years ago. We think of uh, people who maybe didn't necessarily give their lives, although that's a great starting point. You might read Fox's Book of Martyrs for people in more recent times than the Bible about people who gave their lives because of a desire to be faithful to God. And their faith wasn't that God was going to necessarily save them from physical death here, but that God would preserve their soul, their lives, and reward them in the life to come. The eternal things that awaited them outweighed the sense of loss of the temporal things of this earth. So learning the stories of men and women throughout history, uh, and maybe some uh, people even today who might encourage in your own faith, Uh, But then that leads me to the third thing, that not only do we read about these people that perhaps we don't know personally, but to uh, think about uh, and find perhaps uh, those who are faithful today who have or can mentor us in our own faith. Uh, Sometimes people will talk of a grandparent who knew God and and prayed for their self, prayed for our, our, excuse me, my voice is cracking, prayed for our our salvation. Uh, Those who... Uh, maybe uh, showed us a, a an amazing expression of forgiveness and grace. And, you know, somebody that we may have wronged in the past, but they did it because God had so taken hold of their heart and, and life that it made an impact on us and impressed us. Uh, so uh, you, th- those things can encourage us today. And I would encourage you to find someone someone who is faithful today, who can mentor you you in your own faith. You know, I I realize that not necessarily every person who professes to be a Christian is somebody who has that kind of spiritual maturity. So I think you need to be discerning. But at the same time, I think if you pray that God will open your eyes and give you the opportunity to connect with someone like that, that he'll lead you to a man or a woman who uh, may um, be... someone who has gone further than you have yet um, in their walk with God and and can be an inspiration to you. Somebody who has who has a very deep spiritual life, someone who's humble. And let me let me say this, somebody who's arrogant, I probably isn't <laughs> and very conceited in their spirituality is probably not the person you want to go to. Uh, but somebody who is humble but but you can see a very vi- <clears throat> viable and vital faith uh, in them, and you can see God working in their lives. And perhaps you've been impacted by their life, or rather impacted by God through their life. Uh, and then finally, the fourth thing I would say is this, that uh, as, as God works in your life, don't discount the possibility that God through your life will bless others too. Uh, you know, as just as surely as all those people in, in Hebrews chapter 11 are, are the part of that list of, of, of men and women who are that, that great cloud of witnesses, those throughout history who, who uh, perhaps gave their lives uh, because um, of their faithful, faithfulness to God, their trust in his word, or people that you've encountered who, who have deeply spiritually impacted you uh, in a positive way. You can really see Jesus in them. 
just as surely as they each are a part of that great cloud of witnesses and, and therefore are pioneers in faith that encourage you, you too join the ranks of the clouds, the, the men and women who make up that cloud of witnesses as you trust God, as you journey with him, as you walk with him, trusting in his word and looking to him, uh, the, uh, the um, uh, founder and perfecter of your faith. Uh, and like him, you, you are for the joy that's set before you, enduring whatever this life um, requires, whatever suffering, uh, whatever challenge, whatever, whatever hardship you may have to endure here, despising the shame of it, so that you may enter into the, the, the reward that God has in store for you. Come out through that tight place and into the open place of God's favor, so to speak. You know, so again, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, you, if you continue to read, and I think it would be a great thing if you did, if you continue to read in verse 3 and following to the end of that chapter, you'll be encouraged because it talks a great deal about not growing weary, not becoming defeated uh, because of the problems of your life, but uh, to be strong, uh, to, to know that uh, the God who's called you is the God who holds on to you. And understanding, too, that the disciplines of, 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 of pain, the disciplines of, of uh, being, having been faithful through tough times, rejection, persecution, and so forth, that those are things that, as they discipline you, they refine you, and they perfect in you those qualities of holiness of Jesus. You know, because God's goal in your life isn't just that you're going to get to heaven, but that he's going to bring out of you those qualities that are very much like Jesus, his love, his compassion, his, his humility, his faithfulness, his, uh, his holiness, uh, and so forth. Those are things that God is about. He's about those things in your life. He is doing those things in your life. And uh, if you continue to read in that chapter, of course, it tells us that you, you and I, we haven't just come when we talk about the things of God, something to something that can be touched. Not it's not a it's not something we can just lay our hand on or see with our physical eye. It's greater than that. It's so much greater. In fact, it refers to it in verse eighteen as a blazing fire, um, and uh, and it, it talks about the darkness, the mysteriousness of of this thing that we've come to, the greatness of God, the greatness of the holiness of Jesus. Uh, the sound of a trumpet, the voice whose words made the hearers that it, it talks about how people responded to God moving in the Old Testament, how it, those those things that God did and the way that he spoke sometimes made hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them they, because they could not endure what was said to them. So we, we're, we're called to something huge, something amazing, something wonderful, something that is not taken lightly, but we don't have to be terrified because Jesus has made a way for us and others have gone before us uh, to demonstrate that, yes, there is a path here and that God, in Hebrews chapter 10, it says that, um, that without faith it is impossible to please God and that those who... Um, uh, would please him, those who have faith in him, that they must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. So we, you and I, we're, we're to be earnest in our pursuit of him, to be earnest in our seeking in, in seeking him. And we can be greatly, not just comforted, but more than that, comforted, but also encouraged and strengthened. Um, and uh, even in some instances empowered 
by the fact that yes, others have gone before us. Others have made uh, have have, jo- have gone that uh, ma- they've made that journey. They've gone down that path, uh, and they've um, and they've encountered the faithfulness and the greatness and the goodness of God. Not necessarily only in this life, but in the life to come, because that's ultimately where we're headed. And we can be encouraged because others uh, counted it a small loss having to give up comfort in this world, to give up the good opinion of other people so that they could be found um, uh, faithful to God. They counted it more important uh, to be found faithful by God and to hang in there until uh, he says, it's time to come home. Welcome home, good and faithful servant. So um, I hope that you'll find encouragement in the fact that uh, you're not on your own. This is not a solo journey per se, but even in those moments where you may feel alone, that others have gone before you and that God cares. God is interested uh, in your life and he's compassionate toward you and he will move in your life in such a way to provide you what you need to be faithful in your journey with him. He'll give you the fuel that you need for the fires of faith that uh, are pleasing to him. So um, I'm glad you could join me, and I pray that God will bless you and has blessed you through these things that we've talked about today. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm just praying that God will bless you greatly and, um, and, and that you'll experience his goodness and faithfulness and the great things he has in store for you. God bless you. Goodbye.